If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 247. Most of you have heard the story of how I got my start. You know, that $300 Craigslist camera story that launched my photography career that turned into all of this. Blah, blah, blah. You cannot escape that story even if you try. And I've told it a million times because it's a reminder of how I got this whole thing going. And today I want to dive into how to make powerful pivots when your passion changes or fades. Because here's the deal. Whenever I speak to entrepreneurs, most of them aren't sure that they want to be doing what they are currently doing 10 years from now. And wedding photography, it wasn't something I could see myself doing 10, 20 years down the road. And so today I want to share how I was able to pivot my passion for photography when I decided to stop bookings and hopefully inspire you to plan out future pivots or at least start thinking about what's next for you. So whether you're a photographer or not, listen up. You don't have to back yourself into a corner. I want you to already be thinking forward about what might be next for you so that when or if the passion fades, you've got a powerful pivot ready to propel you forward without sacrificing profits. Oh, and if you are a photographer or you're just a girl with a camera and are wondering if photography is for you, I am hosting an entirely free live training next week where I will show up and walk you through exactly how I was able to fill my calendar with paying clients, earn a six-figure income without working around the clock, and how I've been able to transition as a weekend wedding warrior to using my photography in an entirely new way without sacrificing profits. Head to photowebinar.com and save your seat for our live training. And don't worry if you're catching this episode after it's aired, you can still head to photowebinar.com and catch the replay. Again, that's a free live training at photowebinar.com. And hey, if you're tuning in a few weeks from now, it's all good. There's a replay waiting for you too. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. 
Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. When I started my wedding photography business at the age of 22, I was a bride-to-be myself. So I was immersed in the wedding world. And let's keep in mind, back in 2010, Pinterest didn't exist. So I was a girl who was literally clipping photos out of magazines and making an old-school vision board. And yes, I had a binder with sheet protectors. That admission probably just aged me. Now, my business was built around what I myself wanted as a bride, so at the time, I was my own ideal client. Drew and I did not have much money. I was planning my wedding from afar. I knew what I valued as a client, and so when I started my business, I created the kind of photography options that I myself were seeking as a bride. If you're in a nine-to-five job but dreaming of turning your passions into profits, pay attention because when I look back at my journey, so much of it was trial and error, and I'd love for you to have less trials and errors and have a better plan in place from the jump. For the sake of you understanding my photography career and how it looks entirely different now than when I started, let me give you a quick minute-long overview of how it all went down. I shot a wedding in Jamaica for my brother and sister-in-law after I had bought that $300 Craigslist camera. I got super passionate, started a blog. I wanted to leave my full-time job. I hustled my butt off to make it possible to do so within a year. My first full-time wedding season, I knew I needed to match my $55,000 salary at my corporate job, so I booked 25 weddings in order to match that income before I even made the leap. After that first year, I was on this upward trajectory and I booked 27 weddings the next year, 30 the following year, and then something happened. I was so burnt out. And for the first time in my life, I found myself crippled with anxiety. I felt like I couldn't stop working. I brought my computer with me everywhere. I answered emails at 11 p.m. from bed. I had absolutely no semblance of balance and the burnout felt suffocating. I knew I couldn't do another wedding season like that, and so I sat down with Drew to figure out what was next. This is when powerful pivot number one happened. Want to know what it was? Freeing up my time. Now, I didn't realize it at the time, but the first powerful pivot happened during my season of burnout. I remember sitting down with Drew and we looked at our finances like we actually ran every single number from rent to cable, phone bills and operating expenses for my business, student loans, you name it, we ran the numbers. And I'm curious, like if I were to ask you right now for those numbers, could you tell me what your numbers look like, both in life and in business? Could you tell me what your expenses are, what your break even point is? Now, I remember us running through every number and realizing that while my personal pride goal had been to make six figures, I had been working so much to hit that goal that it was affecting my health, my life, my marriage, and it was causing me to absolutely hate what I was doing. I had built a business that made me feel like I was trapped on a hamster wheel. And the second I stopped running, I feared that everything would stop and I would fail. Now, in my conversation with Drew, we realized that I didn't actually need to make six figures. In fact, I could probably go back to making that $55,000 that I'd once made in the corporate world, which meant I also didn't need to book 30 weddings. I only needed to book 16 weddings for us to live and pay our bills and actually have a life. 
And for the three years and the 82 weddings I had shot, I was able to raise my rates incrementally, which meant I could work less and still make the same amount of money. And so as I approached that fourth wedding season with a new plan, it was this, to work less and to free up time. Time to live, time to relax, time to be present, time to disconnect. That was my plan. But in doing all of that, something even bigger shifted. I was finally freed of the hamster wheel. I was finally given the clarity that I needed to see the things that I had done right as an entrepreneur and to write the things that had led me to burnout. Suddenly, I wasn't working 50 to 60 hours a week, and I had time to pick up other passions just for the sake of being a passionate human being. I want to ask you right now, when is the last time that you did something just for yourself? Not to share it on Instagram or to drive profits, just to be clearly a passionate human being. When was that? I had started to paint watercolor to help with my anxiety. And after a while, I started to share my art, which then led me to open a little print shop online and I began selling my prints. This was my first additional revenue stream that was entirely unexpected. With my extra time, I was able to focus on marketing and I bought my first ever online course that came with a mentor. Now, I didn't just invest small. I invested $5,000 into learning business in a whole new way. And that was the first time where I said, no, I don't have to figure this all out on my own. I can shortcut my success and get answers to the questions I have without having to Google everything and piecemeal a plan together. Now, this investment And just choosing to believe in myself enough to invest that amount helps me to imagine how I, in turn, could help others. My newfound freedom from being a slave to photography inspired me to teach other photographers how to set up their business right. And none of this would have happened if I wouldn't have cut back on my work that I was taking on just so that I could actually have time to work smarter. Because so many people just focus on working harder to get the results they want. But what would it look like if you actually had the time to create systems and explore new opportunities or learn new strategies or pursue new passions? What would that look like? So maybe you're wondering, where do I start? How do I free up more time? If you're looking for your first powerful pivot to make, it's all in freeing up your time, whatever that looks like for you. Take one or two weeks and track your hours. Like actually sit down day by day and track your hours. Where are you spending most of your time? What do you dread doing? What is taking you way longer than it should? Where are you being the least productive? Where could you cut back and ask for help? Once you start to see those numbers in terms of hours, it's kind of staggering. Like you don't realize how much time you're wasting each day or how much time you're dreading something or how long things are actually taking you. And so once you see those numbers, I want to talk about how you can free up some of that time where you're doing tasks that aren't actually moving the needle. Common struggles for entrepreneurs include inbox management, social media planning, content creation, editing of images, and more. So whether it's hiring a virtual assistant so that you're not spending 10 hours a week answering emails or outsourcing your editing or taking a course to learn how to do something new faster, sure, those options are going to cost you money. But when we actually look at the time that it will get you back, it will almost always be worth it. 
Because here's the deal. We so freely trade our time, which is a non-renewable resource, but we cling tightly to our money. When I started to look at not what it was costing me, but what it was giving me back, I realized that outsourcing was the key for scaling. If I wouldn't have been willing to lose that quote six-figure title, I would have never been able to free up the time it took for me to even see how I could potentially even make it to seven figures. The best part is choosing to cut back and being willing to make less actually yielded more because suddenly I had the time to dream up and start other ventures that led to more profits and a new direction for my business, which gave me the ultimate freedom. Isn't that wild? Like in my quest to free up my time, I did that. And in that extra time I had, I not only had more time for life and for passions, but I also had time to dream again. How many of you guys just feel like your nose is down so far in what you're currently doing that you can't even lift your eyes to think about or to see what's coming up? So I want to challenge you. How can you free up time, whether it's outsourcing your cooking or hiring a cleaner or getting help with inbox management or outsourcing your editing, whatever that looks like? How can you do that? And instead of looking at what it will cost you, look at the amount of time you will gain and think about what you could potentially do with that extra time. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Let's move on to powerful pivot number two, transitioning my photography business into a brand. One of my personal all-time favorite episodes, like when I talk to people about this show, is the show titled, Why You Need a Brand, Not a Business. And it's way back, like 200 episodes ago in episode number 59. But here is where the second pivot happened. I stopped building just a business and I focused on building a true brand. Honestly, this piece of the puzzle is where I see most entrepreneurs totally mess up. We're so focused on building a business, which is defined as an organization that makes a product, service, or sells an opportunity. So basically stated, a business is a place where you sell a product, a service, or offer an opportunity. But a brand, on the other hand, is the image and the personality that business applies to its offers. So if I were to ask you what a brand is, you might jump to sharing things like a logo and the colors you use, maybe the fonts you choose or the things I'd see on your website. But to me, a true brand is how you make people feel. It's the personality behind those paid offers. When I started to really pay attention, I realized that in order to charge premium prices as a wedding photographer, I had to own what made me different. And at the end of the day, what made me different was me. I talk about owning your awesome, and I'll be the first to admit that it took me a few years to realize that I didn't want to blend in, that I had to figure out what my personal awesome was, and not only how to market it, but to be fully confident that it could extend beyond what I did, which at the time was wedding photography. Now, when I look back in those days, I was sharing only my work with maybe an occasional personal post. But when I started to really look, people were far more interested in me than the work that I was sharing. I remember eight years ago, yes, eight years ago, I did a little Twitter poll back when I actually used Twitter. And I asked people what kind of blog posts they wanted the most. Every single response was personal posts. And I remember I was kind of angry and I was confused at first because I didn't understand why people would care about me or what I had to say. And surely they'd rather look at pretty wedding photos than hear about my boring life. But the truth was they had to be connected to me as an artist or a photographer before they could actually appreciate or care about what I created. If your feed is only business and marketing messages, you're likely alienating anyone that isn't currently in need of or interested in your offer. Therefore, you're reaching a way more narrow audience that has no reason to follow you if it's not the right time for them. I started to understand that if I was only sharing my work, then I was really only able to attract a narrow audience. 
Basically, when I think about it, I was limiting myself to Midwest brides, specifically women in Wisconsin currently planning a wedding and in need of a photographer. So when you look at who I could attract, it was maybe a few hundred to a few thousand people tops. And after they had chosen a photographer or their wedding day was over, they really did not have much of a reason to stay following me. Now, a lot of people are doing this. This is how a lot of people are running their online businesses. So I want for you to think about this for a minute. What kind of audience are you attracting right now through what you're sharing? Is it a super niche and narrow audience? Or are you giving people reasons to follow you beyond just what you sell? When I started to open up and share more aspects of my life from marriage to body image, from our home decor to fashion, I started to open up the chance to connect with people beyond just what I did so that they'd have this actual reason to follow me, even if they weren't currently on the market for a wedding photographer. So while I would still share my work, I would sprinkle in my life. And thus, when someone said, I need a wedding photographer, those followers would be the first to tell someone about me. Now, while some businesses benefit from serving a super small niche audience, most people would benefit even greater if they were able to attract people who felt a connection with their brand so that if or when they are looking for a solution and you have the answer to the problem, they're going to spend their money with you. You're going to be front of mind. Sometimes people don't even know they need what you're selling. So getting in front of them and serving them until they are ready to react to the sale is one of the best ways to focus on a brand and not just a business. So here's exactly how this played out for me. And I want to remind you guys, I ran just a photography business for four years. I was not always an educator. I was not always a podcaster. I did not always have a personal brand. For four years, I hid behind my work. And so I want you to know, I didn't figure this out quickly. It took time. Now back to here's how it played out for me. I focused on building this brand that extended beyond wedding photography. I blogged and shared our personal life. I started to send out weekly emails that helped build real relationships. And I showed up in my feed. I invited people to actually care about me so that when I decided that I wanted to shift my business a little bit from being a wedding photography business to a photography business focused on creating content for brands, it didn't impact my bottom line. Because here's the deal, people cared more about me than what I was selling. In fact, when I removed wedding photography from my services last year, nobody really said anything. Because guess what? They wanted me to be happy. They cared more about me than my work. And nobody really even noticed. So just a few years ago, I invested for the first time in my career into a custom website where instead of hiding behind my work, I really made a true brand. I showed the kind of work I wanted to do and not all the past work I had done. And this is critical because if someone stumbles upon you today, they shouldn't just see what you're currently doing because spoiler, that will make you book more of that same work. But instead, people should see the kind of work where you want to be headed. Now, I spent so much time on creating a space on the web that showed the direction I was going, which was education and this podcast and being a personal brand and an influencer. And this simple fact of showing the work that you want to do allowed me to successfully launch things like the show and start my online shop and sell products for affiliates and book out our two condos in Hawaii. Like, 
the list goes on and on. And it's because people actually care about me more than just what I sell. And so I've built in a support system whenever I get really excited about a new venture or project or opportunity. And that new support system is my audience because they're not just following me because I'm a business. They're following me because it's a brand that they love. So where do you start? If this is kind of hitting a chord with you, if you know you've got to make a change, if you know you're just running a business and there is no true personality behind it, here's where you start. First, determine if you are running a business or if you're building a true brand. If you only have a business, aka you'd have to start over fully if you stopped doing what you're currently doing, you can't transition the audience you have, consider building a brand. Now, even if you're unsure of where you want to go in the future, if you start a brand now, it will give you opportunities to pivot when it comes time to be ready for you to spread your wings. The key to a brand is having multiple connection points beyond the services you sell or the products you offer. So you want to make sure that you have this clear connection through these different points that will connect you to other people. Things like where you live or where you travel, what you eat, what you wear, decor, hobbies, the pets you have, the brands you love, your children, the list goes on and on and on. But when you can create connection with people, you will give them a reason to follow you, even if they aren't currently interested in what you sell. Show up, share your story, and build your legacy post by post. And when you're ready to rock your brand or monetize a new facet of your business, you'll have an excited audience on the edge of their seats waiting to hear your offer. Guys, I can't stress this enough. It is so important that you build a brand and you don't just hide behind your business. Now, powerful pivot number three was transferring my talent in a brand new way. Here's the deal. No matter who you are, you have a talent and you have a gift. Now, I know you're thinking, but Jenny, you don't know me. You don't know that. Yes, I do. And I know that you have those. And sometimes the business we originally build just doesn't give us joy anymore. Sometimes we need just a little break or a little more help. But sometimes we need a fully new option or a new way to transition our business in a way that serves us again. Now, I have never been beyond doing work to simply pay the bills and to suck up the fact that I'm not going to be 100% excited or passionate about what I'm doing 100% of the time. But when I started to realize that shooting weddings no longer made me excited, but instead brought on anxiety, I knew I needed to begin working on a plan to pivot out of weddings and into a new type of photography business. Now, I didn't just do this overnight. I wasn't rash and said, all right, that's it, I'm done. My last three years of shooting weddings looked like the reverse of my first three. So instead of booking more and believing that lie that more was better, I began to get more picky and I booked less weddings intentionally to continue to free up time to focus on building my brand and extending my business. So I went from 16 weddings to eight weddings and I finished my last wedding season with just four weddings. I planned this slow phase out so that I could keep doing the thing I was known for while building my brand that was going to look a lot different, a lot like the brand that you see today. Now, I realized that photography was a talent and that I could transfer that talent to still be profitable. And so I wanted to transition my business into something that inspired me again. 
On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you know that I still shoot and edit on a daily basis? Whether I'm documenting our personal moments or creating content for brands or shooting social media campaigns, I knew that the gift of photography, the one I had used for weddings for years, was something that could help me continue to run my business and bring in income just in a different way. As I transitioned out of weddings, I continued to shoot and share my work and began to pitch my photography in an entirely new way. I was able to replace that quote six-figure wedding photography income through things like brand collaborations, shooting for different companies, creating and shooting campaign concepts. AKA guys, I'm still a photographer. I'm just shooting and showing up with my talent in a way that excites me again, that doesn't require me shooting on the weekends and it has a lot less volume. Like I'm not spending 40 hours a week editing. In fact, when I think about the last week of my life, I have shot every single day. I've shot headshots for a new brand. I've shot interiors for a large company. I've shot photos of myself in clothing, photos and campaigns for Drew. We've done a ton of photography work in the last week, and a lot of people kind of forget that or they think, oh, she's not a photographer anymore, but we are shooting just as much. It's just totally different. And so when I think of this year and the photographic things I've done, it's all over the place. I mean, I've shot food for a five-star resort. I've shared our family life. I've shot campaigns for worldwide brands, shot content for our feeds. Like we're shooting all the time. And I want you to know that like I went from being a girl who only grabbed her camera on the weekends and it felt like work to like being excited about it again, being passionate about it again. So maybe your current business isn't exactly lighting your fire anymore, or you're building something, but you're feeling the burnout. Or maybe you're creating something now, but you know that five or 10 years from now, you're probably going to want to change directions. Whatever the case may be, it's important to understand where your talent lies and imagine how you can use those talents in a new way that will help you to use that thing that sets you apart, but also to utilize your skill set to drive profits in a new way while you pivot. While weddings specifically weren't my cup of tea any longer, I was able to use my photography gifts and talents to transition my business and pitch myself in a new way, which allowed me to replace that income that would be lost in closing the wedding side of my business without closing that chapter completely. So where do you start with this? How do you pivot your passions? I want for you to sit down and make a list of your talents or the things that make you unique. How could you use those talents in a new way? How could you change your business model to support your bigger life vision? How could you package your talents in a different way? When you start to recognize the things that make you different and where they intersect with the things that you're excited about, that is where you can start to plan and prepare for a powerful pivot in your business and in your life. 
It's important that you can be confident in sharing what makes you different. And when you truly understand the gifts that you have, you're going to be able to market them in a way that will ensure your success in what you're doing. Maybe you're struggling with this part. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what my gift is. I don't have a gift. I just sell something. Ask the people who love you the most what they consider you an expert in. Think of the things that you are the go-to guy or gal for. Do an audit of what posts perform the best. Figure out how you can tie those things together into your brand and create new offers via products or services that fuel your passions and allow you to do what you love and to get paid for it. I'll give you a clue. You're going to feel super boring, okay? You're going to think, man, my life is so boring and I need to become more interesting and more beautiful or more all of the things. But the things that make you feel boring... Those are the things that make you relatable. They make you seem more like a true friend. They make people realize that they are just like you. And that is where the power lies. To tie together points two and three, when we think about building a brand, people relate more to normal and boring than they ever could relate to the things that you wish you were doing in your life. So yes, it's time. Own your awesome, but own your norm too. Because if we're all being honest, most of us are living in yoga pants, doing the work and wondering how many days dry shampoo can actually work effectively, right? I mean, you guys, I'm sitting here in a closet in our home so that I'm not far away from my baby. These things make me boring, but guess what? They make me relatable. I am grinding just like you are. And so I want for you to think about the things that you're good at, the gifts you have, and how you can package them up differently or how you can reposition them to get your passionate self back again. So in summary, sometimes the businesses we started building suddenly feel more like a trap. Sometimes we build something so big and so busy that we crave that nine to five again and what it would feel like to shut the door at an office after a long day and disconnect. Or sometimes what we're building isn't taking off like we thought it would and it feels like we're beating our head against the wall trying to get traction. There is a lot of scenarios that can play out when you're an entrepreneur, but I want for you to know this. You are not a treat. You can move and pivot and change and transform. Instead of waiting for it all to be perfect, just start growing, knowing that you have the permission to change as your passion shift or as you realize what really sets your heart on fire. If anyone is proof that you don't have to do one thing for the rest of your life, it's me. When I look back at that business I started all of those years ago, I smile because I had no idea that that business would someday lead into this one. But since I did the three things I shared here, I freed up time to pursue other passions. I built a brand and not a business, and I learned how to use and market my talents in a new way. I have been able to close a chapter of my business to pursue those bigger dreams on my heart and still use the gifts that I've honed over all the years in a way that inspires me and gives me that balance that I was seeking when I started this whole dang thing. Some pivots might be planned, others might be realized, but I want for you to know this. It's better to start now than to wait until you know exactly where you want to go because we're all just figuring it out along the way and your future self will thank you for putting perfection aside and getting those passions out there. 
Oh, and don't forget, if you are a photographer or if you're wondering if you can take photos for a living while still having a life, don't forget about my free training. You can sign up, tune in, and take notes by going to photowebinar.com. I can't wait to see you inside of the training so that we can continue this conversation there. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals, and I hope that you sincerely wake up every day excited to pursue your passions. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.